Welcome to, gosh, this is like number three episode of the week of the Bias Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Sabo. I got my buddy, Dylan, as always. Hey, what's up? Hey, this is pretty nice. We're on a roll here. We are on a roll. I mean, we've, we've had a busy week. Sunday, we did the reaction, holy crap, what the heck happened Saturday in Columbus episode. Right, yes. Um, the last two, three days, we've done part one, part two of the history of the greatest rivalry in, in sports, history of the game. If you haven't listened to those, dude, or lady, if you're listening, if you're a lady listening, go check those out. Not only did we have a lot of fun doing it, we had a lot of fun researching it. And I just want you guys to get that same like adrenaline rush of hearing about how awesome this rivalry is from the very first time it's played until uh, maybe the next 20 years in the future where Ohio State, we can't predict it, takes over all the record books. Um, before we get started, we got to start doing this, like, you know, intro stuff. You know, we don't necessarily want to do it, but we're trying to grow this brand. So go follow us on Twitter at TheBiasSports. Um, follow us on TikTok at Sports. Check out us out on Facebook, Instagram, all those nice things. And, and if you could, go to Apple. Because this is where we, we primarily post those links. Go to Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to these podcasts at. Leave us a review. And in that review, leave a question for us. Any sports-related question, or if you want to know about per- Dylan's personal life, go ahead and ask those questions too. Any question that gets asked in our reviews, guess what? We'll answer it on the next one that we see it. Any question that's on there, sports-related, will get answered by your boys and – uh you know, give us a list idea that you want to hear. Give us something. We will talk about it. We will discuss it. And we'll give you our answer to uh, maybe some biased or controversial sports topics. You know, that's how we roll around here. We're, we're a little biased. Not very much biased, but just a little bit. Yeah, just just a lot of bit. Just a, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> um, today's going to be a little bit of a biased one. We are doing two things today on this awesome last episode of the week of the game. Um, top 10 rivalries in all the sports and then we're gonna do a full preview of the game for you and and you know what we're gonna do what we do best and we're gonna pick some other games rapid fire real quick as we close this out close the week out and get hyped and ready for the game so with that being said our top 10 picks um for this week for top 10 rivalries of all time this is our personal rivalries that we that we like watching as fans of whatever sports that we like whatever teams we like i think that we're gonna you know go history side on some of them because we understand the magnitude of these rivalries and what they mean to their sport and everything um but for the most part like these are my 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 teams these are the rivalries that i just get so hyped for and i'm sure you do the same thing for yours yeah for sure so I mean, obviously, my it, it's going to be biased. Um, mine is definitely biased, but but also, I mean, there's big rivalries in in so many different sports. I mean, looking these up, trying to get ideas of of what I might want to put on my list. I mean, there, there's soccer rivalries, but you know, stuff you don't get into. There's soccer, right. hockey. There's big rivalries hockey. out there that, that that aren't on my list. Um, but you know, if you're a fan of the sports, though, you know, it's something that you think of when you think of rivalries, right? Um, and you'll kind of see even with my honorable mentions. Um, so first, we'll we'll get those out of the way. Honorable mentions: I got Fraser Ali just for what that did with like bringing awareness to to a sport and just growing it so much. 
Um, my second one is Tiger and Phil. Um, I am a golf fan. I, I am a Tiger fan. I, I find myself rooting for Tiger a lot. That rivalry in the in the two early two thousands, middle two thousands, crazy. Um, not even with them competing as much, but just being the face of golf and really growing golf. And then OSU Clemson. Um, obviously, we talked a lot the last few days with OSU Clemson because you know Clemson is the game that Woody Hayes lost his job, ended the ten year war, and really kind of end of an era. And then within the last few years, just what we know with that rivalry. So those are my honorable mentions. Go ahead with yours. So my honorable mentions, I went more on a, a joking note <laughs> on mine. Not quite so serious as yours. Um, so these are all jokes. Um, I've got three of them. Uh, we're going to do Tate Martell versus the transfer portal. Ooh, Quite the rivalry Ooh. there. Should we add Tate Martell on this? <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Maybe we should. Let's do it. Um. Nick Saban versus sideline reporters. Ooh, Maria Taylor, I'm sorry. Quit asking. It's not happening. Quit asking. And then my third one, Steph Curry versus mouth guards. Ooh, mouth guards. <laughs> Steph Curry. Great, great rivalries. Uh, you know, these honestly deserve to be on the top 10 list. Uh, for the fact that they're only honorable mentions, I can't wait to hear your full list. Um, go ahead and give me your number 10. <laughs> sorry, those were kind of dumb. I love them. Um, all right, so I'll go with my 10. Um, the bottom of my list is more, I, I would say the bottom of my list is more history and the top as mm -hmm. we get you know towards the top five is more personal. Um, I'll do my 10 and my nine. My 10, I have Bears Packers. Okay. Um, arguably the you know Oldest. greatest historic mm -hmm. um, NFL rivalry that there is. Um, I mean, it, it goes way, you know, way back. But, you know, before I can even remember. Um, and well, then on top of that, started in like 1920. So you were not alive by quite right. a bit. No, I'm, I'm talking like before I can even remember, you know, what happened way right. back in the history of it. But uh, and then at my nine, I have Celtics Lakers, um, which in the respective sport, you know, probably the most historic rivalry mm -hmm. um, in the NBA. Yep, I agree. Um with what you said somewhere on my list. I'm sure you'll you'll hear about it. Right. I'm sure you have it on your list. So I'll let you go into that one. Ten is Yankees Red Sox for me. I'm not a big baseball fan, but I do know like what that rivalry is all about. I mean, two division teams are gonna play each other, you know, multiple times in a season. So many times the playoffs have come down to them playing each other. Um just a, a really cool rival rivalry with the how close they are and just the historical you know, Red Sox, you know, winning titles in the early 1900s, Yankees dominating throughout the 19, the whole 1900s. And the Red Sox in the last 15 years have been the, you know, dominant team. Um, my number nine is the game. Notice how I didn't say the game. It's just the game. Harvard, Yale. Um, anytime you have a cool nickname for rivalry like the game um, is pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, it's up there for me just because these guys don't play the postseason. Uh, the um, sure. Ivy League schools, when it comes to football, they, they just don't pursue it be based on midterms and stuff like that or finals for the semester. So this is this is it for them. Like when they get to play, it's all out. It means everything and, and bragging rights sure. for um, the Ohio State of the of the East Coast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like what okay. I did there. So that's my nine. Go ahead with your eight. Um, so my eight stays on the side of history. Uh, Duke, North Carolina. Okay. Um. I don't really get into college basketball that much other than Ohio State until it gets closer to March. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, unless it's like Duke, North Carolina. Always, always great games to watch. Um, I mean, so I, mean I remember. Stars. What's that? So many legendary players and stars. Oh, yeah, and absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I just remember, you know, the past five, eight years, you know, watching so many of those games, just, you know, um, watching Coach K, you know, here towards the end of his career. Um, but, yeah, that, that's always a fun one to watch. Absolutely. Um, I'll go eight. I had Texas and OU, the Red River Shootout. One, what an awesome name for a rivalry. Two, I'm, I'm usually – I want rivalries to be home and home. This is the one where I'm okay with it being like a neutral spot because of the magnitude of what it is. Um, split in the stadium, orange and red. And there's so many good games with this every single – I mean, even this year, we got a historic game with it. It seems like the years that Texas is up, OU pulls the upset. When OU's, you know, pretty dominant, Texas always seems to be a sure. thorn in their side. Love yep. watching that game um, every single year. High scoring. Gus Johnson, Joel Clad always on the call most of the time. It's uh, it's always fun to watch. And it just, like I said, the magnitude of what it is. And then I'll, I'll, I'll go my seven just because you said it already. Duke and North Carolina. It's going to be so weird next year watching it without K, Coach K and. Yeah, for William. sure. I mean, William's already out, but Coach K being there this year. But just a historic. And it's another one that's so close. And two top-tier programs that are always contending for titles and being the big bad boys of, you know, college basketball. And there's so much history between the two schools alone, let alone when they play together. Yeah, for sure. Um my seven and six both hit on by uh, you already. Um, so my seven's Ohio State Clemson. Okay. Just because of, of for me, um, and this is where we get into our bias on these, mm-hmm. just because it's so recent, you know, we've played them a handful of times over the last few years, but then it also dates back, you know, to Woody Hayes and, and where we hit on it in that episode. Um, where we were talking about what happened with Woody and how he punched the player. I didn't know it was a Clemson player. And mm-hmm. it just, you know, it just gives that a bigger significance, at least to me, you know, and, and that's why it would be at seven on my list. And then at six, I go Yankees, Red Sox, uh, more of a baseball fan than you. Um, and, and again, that's, that's like Duke, North Carolina. I don't get into a lot of baseball outside of the now Guardians, formerly the Indians. Um, but you know, Yankees, Red Sox, that's always an easy one to tune into because it, it's just always a big game. You, you know, you never really never truly know, um, who's going to win that one. Cause usually, I mean, they're both top of the division, you know, it could go either way. Um, any game they play. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to hit real quick on your OSU Clemson. I love that you have it on there because of what it means. Like, like you said, as, as for you as a fan and the, and the rivalry the last few years with them and, it's not like it's over. I mean, we're going to play Clemson many more times in the future oh, yeah. in the playoffs. Not this year. Not, but, not this year, but in yeah, the future. I mean, uh, yeah, we broke them last year. Oh, we maybe they'll never come back. Maybe we did break them <laughs> like we did Miami. Um, my number six is Steelers-Browns. This one to me, um, obviously historic-wise, two teams that in the same division forever played each other. I don't know if you know this, but when the uh, – when the Texans joined the league in 2002, there was division realignment. There's a deal between the Steelers, the Bengals, and the Browns that no matter what division realignment ever happens, those three teams always have to be in the same division together um, hmm. just because of the historicness between it. And sure. on, on my end, as a Steelers fan, like I have watched and you've watched the Browns lose 
a lot in the last 20 something years. Now, I mean, within the last few years, we're tying games, splitting series. You guys have a playoff win over us. So that rivalry, that juice is back with it. And it's going to be a lot of fun in the next, you know, umpteen years to really watch, you know, and have the bragging rights between us because we agree on some rivalries. Like we're both on the same side of the game. But when it comes to this, we're on opposite sides. So that banter between friends, it's, it's really going to give me juiced up for it. And it's that's why it's six on my list. And a few years, it might be higher. Oh, absolutely. Completely agree on all that. I've got it higher, so I'll hit on it here in a minute. Okay. Um, Do your see. six so we, or five. Did my six. Six was Yankees, Red Sox. Okay. My five goes player versus player. Brady versus Manning. Who I, I almost put my honorable mention. So I, I moved it up actually as we were as we were starting this episode, kind of looking at my list. I actually moved it up a couple. Um, just so significant, you know. Obviously, Peyton Manning's retired now, and Tom's um, still balling. right. Yeah, Tom is somehow still trucking right along and putting up historic numbers. Basically, like MVP front runner at this right. point. Absolutely, which is insane. He's what forty two. Something he's old, crazy, but no, I mean, and that was one of those ones growing up that I could appreciate that one. Mm-hmm. You know, it was always, you know, Brady on the Patriots, Manning on the Colts. You know, and and I've got a buddy that is a big Colts fan, so he's a big Peyton Manning fan. Um, so it made me kind of appreciate that side of it a little more. But uh, no, always great, you know, great games when they faced each other. Mm-hmm. Great rivalry there. Um, one of the better player rivalries i guess because they really came up at the same time you know they played against each other for so long so many times it seemed like every year it's once sometimes twice you know in the playoffs sure uh your four my four is on the personal side Cavs warriors okay i appreciate it so obviously not so much anymore um but you know the couple year stretch there um when you know warriors blew a nice 3-1 lead kevin durant ruined um, everything of what that rivalry yes, could have been yes he did unfortunately yes he did um but yeah another one you know uh, at an age where i could en- enjoy that with my buddies and unfortunately we weren't uh introduced to each other at that point so we couldn't appreciate that i, I mean i know you wouldn't appreciate it as much as me but no i mean I was you're, a, you're a lebron fan I'm so a major lebron fan. I, was, I mean i was rooting for cleveland every single time I think sure. that the three-one lead blown lead is one of the greatest storylines in sports ever. I think LeBron sure. yeah, ended his legacy with that, and, and we'll we'll get into some LeBron debates, you know, after football season's over. But we're always going to talk back about three-one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so yeah, that's a big one for me. So that's why I have it so high. Yep. Um, five for me is the Iron Bowl. This one's a lot like the Red River Shootout. It, man, there's years where Alabama looks like the cream of the crop. And then Auburn goes and kind of ruins their season for a stretch. I mean, that winner of that game went on to win the national championship like four or five years in a row or something like that. Um, and one of the reasons it's so high is it has one of the top two, three, probably one greatest plays in college football history. The most iconic call. Yeah, the play. most iconic call, one of the most iconic plays for what that game was, what it did for Auburn, what how it ruined Alabama's season. I mean, it was it was such so legendary that it's it's up there for me and then four i mean how can you have a rivalry list when without a team without this game on there i mean the game has a whole week to itself 
the week after championship weekend, there's one football game all weekend long, college football wise, and that's Army Navy. Uh, we wouldn't get to play play sports, watch sports, do anything in this country without you know the Air Force, the Army, the Navy, the Marines, you know all that stuff. The men and women who have served our country, and the Army Navy game just brings perspective to a lot of things, a lot of people, um, the historicness of it. Army and Navy definitely aren't the college football powerhouses they used to be, but it doesn't matter because when that game comes on, records mean nothing. What hap- mean what what happens is what's on the field and what's bigger than that beyond college football. And it's just to me so fun to watch. I I I want to go to a game someday before um, I leave this earth. It's on my bucket list to go to Army Navy game. Okay, cool. Um, so I was doing my list. I was more. I was trying to like think of like everything instead yeah. of focusing on college football so i got obviously i got the personal college football rivalries right um so, so army navy iron bowl red river rivalry um formerly known as the the, the or sorry i don't know what it's called now oregon oregon state used to be the civil war they changed the name because they're a bunch of it's still the civil war no i'm pretty sure they changed the name no, of it i i know they pretty sure changed it but it's still the civil war Okay, um, but now, but I mean, quick, the the other greatest name for rivalry is the Egg Bowl. Yeah, Egg Bowl. Egg Bowl. Go ahead. Sorry, but no, you're good. But a, a number of those games, I mean, I could have, you know, if we went to twenty, you know, I'd have five or six college football rivalries in there. But uh, so yeah, so I mean, I could really throw any of those down for an honorable mention. But uh, okay, so let's see where were we at. That was my four. I think you have three, two, and one left. Go ahead, go okay. three. I'll go my three. My three, you hit on Brown Steelers. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, it's another one. Really, recently, for me, and, and like you said, now that we're more on an even playing field, you know, kind of going back and forth with it. Um, but the you know, obviously, the big things that stick out to me are number one, the playoff win, and, and just that first quarter. I mean, you can't say you could dream of a better start to a football game. Other than how that went for us, mm-hmm. I know it was like a dream come true. Dream come true, yeah. And and then obviously the or a little debacle with uh, Miles Garrett, and Mason Rudolph. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know that's obviously something that's going to come up for who knows how long as part of this rivalry. Mm-hmm. You guys can't see this because we're not putting a video out with this, but Taylor's just sitting there, he's making all kinds of faces at me. <laughs> I really don't appreciate it. All right, finish your rant about about your Browns. Go ahead. But no, just great rivalry. My probably my obviously outside of Ohio State, Michigan. Um, my, my number two is is players. Um, so outside of Ohio State, Michigan, I mean that's my favorite rivalry. You know, always get hyped for those games. Yeah. Um, my number three is another Steelers rivalry, Steelers Ravens. Just for the fact, for me, this has been the one that like has defined our seasons many times, and we've been in the playoffs many times. Um, Troy Polamalu, I just can close my eyes and visualize some of the plays that he made Roethlisberger doing what he has done. Um, But, you know, being on the wrong side of it sometimes and it's, they broke our season and it just makes that hatred and that like intensity of it even more valuable, I would say. Um, And that's why right now it's above it than the Browns went for me, but who knows with how the trajectory of our, of both our franchises that we root for um, it could be flip-flopped in a few years, but right now Steelers Ravens is three for me. I'll do my two, then you do your two, and then, uh, you know, we'll debate number one and see where we're at on that one. Um, 
Number two is Lakers Celtics. I'm a big Lakers fan. Always have been. Always will be. The historicness of it is great, and it's it's so much part of it. You know, Larry and Magic. Um, if I'm gonna have to take a guess, it's probably what your number two is. But we'll we'll find out in a second. Um, but my favorite memory, one of my favorite memories I've ever had with my dad, is 2010 Finals Game Seven. Watching that with my dad. Um, Lakers, I mean, it was Lakers Celtics. Kobe played like crap, but the Lakers found a way to win. They win that championship, get number sixteen, and it was it was just really awesome for me. And that was the moment where I was like, "Yeah, this is like sports is cool. Like sports is really really cool." And not, maybe not the first moment, but one of those moments where it just all things aside, it was it was awesome to watch that with my dad and memory I'll, I'll forever have. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, I can appreciate that too. Watching sports with my dad as well. Um, he tries to get into the stuff that I'm into, mm-hmm. but uh, for my number two, what what did you think it might be? Larry Magic. No. Oh. So my number two, you're either gonna hate yourself for not thinking of this, or you're gonna think I'm stupid for thinking of All it. All right, probably the latter, but probably my number two is not a rivalry that actually happened. Okay. It's LeBron versus Michael Jordan. Okay, I mean because there, there is always going to be that debate of who it. Correct. It, it, it and it's not a, a physical debate, right? It will be it, and it's something like you can go as much as into it right now as you want to. I promise you, my our listeners, I promise you, Dylan, that as soon as college football season is over, we are going to go full fledged. Jordan LeBron debate. I mean, I'm going to bring on, uh, we're going to get opinions from other people, Twitter polls, all that stuff. We're going to debate every single ounce of it that we possibly can. And uh, that's all I have to say about that. Go ahead and finish up. Well, and right there, that's part of the reason why I, I have it here because you could debate this. You could go back and forth, both sides. Obviously, you know, you're going to lean towards one side, but there's just so much that could be said about both players, similarities, differences, everything. And, and it's, it truly is like a rivalry. You know, who is the greatest player of all time? Right. So that's why I have it on there. Yep. And then number one, uh, let's do it at the same time. Everybody knows what we're putting on here. If you haven't, I mean, you skip to number one and you're like, well, well, maybe they put it somewhere else. We didn't. Uh, number one, three, two, one. The Indiana game. versus Notre Dame. Oh, oh sorry. You killed it. You ruined it. It's the game. The greatest rivalry in all of sports. If you didn't know, we've done two podcasts back-to-back history of – it's literally called the history of the greatest rivalry in all of sports, the game. Let's go. I mean, we've, we've done so much on it. We've talked so much on it. We don't have to go any deeper because we have a lot of stuff to do now with this, talking about the game, the game that happened Saturday, the game that happened Saturday at noon in Ann Arbor, Michigan, November 27, 2021, number two – Ohio State at number five, Michigan. Um, And I'm going to read you a quote real quick before we get into the analytics, the breaking down of things. I wouldn't say I'm very concerned about anything. I'd say we're looking to take advantage of Ohio State. Cade McNamara on Ohio State's defense. What more bulletin board material does Ohio State need than McNamara or McNamaroni, McNamaroni, Going out here, <laughs> talking a bunch of smack. Dude, it's almost here. I guess Harbaugh said something, too. I didn't see what it was exactly. 
but supposedly he said something too. It's just dumb. So dumb. So dumb. I, I don't understand. You talk so, the smack, then you're going to go in there and get your butt kicked. So let's start on the offensive end for – let's let's start on the defensive end for Ohio State. Um, just give you some numbers real quick so we kind of have an idea of who Michigan is. Um, McNamara has – 2,100-ish yards on the on passing-wise, 14 touchdowns, two picks. So this doesn't make a lot of turnovers, but he's also not the, you know, great passer that, that we know with Stroud. Um, Hassan Haskins is a leading rusher, 1,063 yards, 13 touchdowns. So they're a ground-and-pound team. You know, they're, they're going to run the ball. Um, but – and that's – their strength is they. I mean, they they average two hundred eighteen point four yards per game rushing, two twenty nine point five passing. So they're very balanced. But you would they're they're going to rely on that run quite a bit more than they what they, you know, would do obviously passing wise. Right. So yeah. So they've got not only Haskins but Blake Corm as well. Mm-hmm. Blake Corm is really the lead guy. He got hurt. Um, I tried to do a quick a little research on whether he was going to play this weekend or not. He was in uniform last weekend. He didn't play. Um, the thing, one thing I found is that uh, on Monday, Harwell said he didn't know if he was going to play or not. So, I mean, that's big if he does, because mm-hmm. like I said, he, he was, he was the lead guy before he got hurt. So he's still got 780 yards you know, he averages six a carry. He's got 10 touchdowns. Haskins has 13 now, mm-hmm. but I mean, that's what they do. They run the ball you know, between yep. those two guys, 23 rushing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the whole year they have 18 passing touchdowns as and, a team. And for Ohio State, I mean, our run defense has definitely improved quite a bit. I mean, we shut down um, anything that Kenneth Walker was trying to do last week. And obviously sure. we jumped out to such a start that they right. couldn't rely on the run as much. But anytime he tried to, we shut him down. Run defense has definitely improved. Those those guys up front are playing a lot better. And Seal Chambers, I mean, he's looking like the first, like, really good Ohio State linebacker in quite a while. Um those guys have to play well. I mean, they I feel have like Eichenberg has really stepped it up the last couple of weeks. I've I've seen his name a lot. But um, what would you say, um, off the top of your head, what's the key for us to win this game? What do we need to focus in on, whether it be offensively or defensively? What do we do to win this game? Um, I'm going to give you two. I'm going to give you my defense one right now, and then I'll give you my offense one in a minute when we talk about Ohio State's offense defensively i mean we just have to stop the run and when they do try to make them beat us with their pass game which has been our weakness but if our guys can get pressure up front and force macaroni to uh make some mistakes then i think defensively we'll be able to hold them enough to get the job done i i i don't expect our defense to be able to shut them out i really don't i mean we have been prone to some some mishaps this season. I think Michigan will take advantage of that a little bit, but I think we're going to do enough, like I said, to be able to contain it, get some pressure on them, and shut down their their run game to so where they have to beat us with their pass. Okay, I agree. Um, that's a big one. Um, I think the interior of the defensive line, mm-hmm. you know, kind of plug some holes, you know, with Haskell and and Cage and Vincent and Antoine Jackson and I have, all those guys inside there. I have a bold prediction for you. So, okay. um, 2018 in Columbus, uh, the 62-39 beatdown, Urban's last uh, one, Olave made his name in Columbus with that his touchdown performance. Yes. That day, blocking the yep. one and having two touchdowns. Yep. Um, I think we're going to be a little bit more familiar with this player's name 
than we were with Olave at the time because Olave was a three star coming out of California. Um, we know the name Jack Sawyer, aka Sack Sawyer, um, being a five star guy. We we we're familiar with him a little bit more, but I think this is the game where he is going to make a name for himself and really cement himself next year as who Ohio State has another one of those defensive end guys. Those D line guys are just going to dominate going forward. I think he makes a name for himself this game. Um, <clears throat> At least two sacks and a forced fumble. Okay, yeah, that would be big. I I don't think he's been playing a whole absolute ton. Nope, he hasn't needed to. But I think I think just rotation wise, right. we're gonna get this week. He we're. I say JT has been playing a lot. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, that that would be fantastic. Um, um you know, kind of match what's coming from the other side because, you know, with the two guys they've got off the edge with Hutchinson and and. Oh, I don't know how you say his name, David Ojabo or whatever. Mm-hmm. They've got 19 sacks in mind, so that's big. You know, you've got to you got to do something. That's where we flip to the offense here. You got to do something to contain that. You know, whether you get Stroud moving a little bit, you know, whether you run the ball a little more than you throw the ball, get away yep. from the pass rush, something. Um, and so we'll focus on the O line real quick. Then, so versus Nebraska, Ohio State's offensive line played their worst game of the season. Um, the last two weeks, they definitely picked it up. Last week, they definitely picked it up. Do I think they're going to be able to contain those two guys as well as we did Michigan's D-line? No. But I do think we'll do a good enough job to where we might take a sack or two. You know, maybe Stroud will scramble, do what he what he needs to do. But I think for the most part, our guys up front will be able to protect Stroud enough, give him enough time. And the thing is, if you give Stroud enough time, he's deadly. I mean, he's got three of the top five receivers in the country, um, three of the top six, you know, if you want to go that route. But the the best receiving core in college football in a very, very long time. Um, just oh, that yeah, trio. for sure. That trio is so deep. I mean, you know, Lave is 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 Olave. He's he's a great receiver all the way around. Wilson is such a big play guy, and JSN has been uh, Stroud security blanket and he's open because they're focusing so much on those other two that if you know he's getting pressure or, you know plays developing a little bit longer than he than usually would be guess who's wide open right there JSN and he's getting the ball to him and he's making big plays and uh, I mean I expect a big game from him and the other receivers and Michigan's pass defense is not as bad as what um, Michigan State's was but they're still allowing. Um, their pasty is good. Yeah, their their pa- their pasty is good. Like I said, it's much much better. And one hundred and seventy eight yards a game. Yes. The, yes, one hundred seventy eight yards a game. CJ Stroud is so much better than one hundred seventy eight yards a game. They're not going to be able to contain him to that. Um, and I think Stroud too. Stroud knows that he's got an opportunity with the Heisman. If he goes out there and throws two seventy five and four touchdowns, three touchdowns. Heisman's his. He's not losing that. And I think it's in grass for him, and he's going to perform well enough. And then obviously Travion Henderson, he has not played full games at all this season. Right. This is the game, him and Mayan Williams. I'm sorry, Teague's probably not going to get any carries. The bulk's going to be on Henderson when it comes to the run game. This is the game where it's all about having that five-star running back and let him go make plays, dominate on the offense, um, and just let's get some rush yards on them. Let's have a great balance attack. Um Michigan allows 306.8 total yards per game. Ohio State's going to get 500. I hope so. It would be nice. 
it would definitely be nice. Um, I think it's going to have to be a little more balanced just because their their pasty is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, especially at the safety level with Daxton Hill. Um, he's pretty good out there. So, I mean, some of the plays we had last week, um, Alave second touchdown, it went right over the middle. Um, oh, yeah. Plays like that, I don't think they're going to be there this week. Right. Um, or at least not as many opportunities. Right. Um, Stroud's definitely going to have you – know, he's going to have to make good decisions out there. He's going to have a lot of hard decisions to make of where he's going with the ball. Yeah. Um, but he's improved so much. I really do. Yes, he has. He has improved a lot. But I, with, with this game, with how good that their secondary is in their defense is, I don't see – you know, the perfect game we saw from Stroud last week. I right. mean, I'm not saying he's going to go out there and throw three picks and throw for mm-hmm. 150 yards. I mean, he's still going to throw for 300 yards, but, you know, he's going to have 10 or 15 incompletions. Right. He's not, you he's know, he's not, not going to be as efficient. He's going to be 22, 24 with 385 in the first half. Right. <laughs> you know, but, but like you said, you know, we're going to have to get Travion some work, yep. get him going, you know, get mine in there. We're going to have to run the ball a little bit, you know, come at him with a balanced attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really think that that that's what's going to win it for us is if we do the balance attack, you yeah. know, kind of catch them off guard, you know, because we're known for throwing the ball. I mean, it's obvious. You know, Ryan that's our Day strength. does get into the pass heavy situation sometimes, right? Um, but I, I do think he understands that we got to be balanced, and we can be. I mean, we're we're balanced on both ends. Obviously, receiver wise, their strength, but when you have a Travion and a Mayan in the in the O line that we do. We'll we'll get it figured out. Yeah, with what Travion's averaging for you know yards per carry, you know he's got 150 carries and he's yep. at 1100 yards. I you know, know. get him the ball, yep. give him 20, give him 20 carries. You know he gets close to 200. Yeah. Do you uh, do you have any other numbers wise before we pick the spread and pick the game? Defensively, points per game were pretty even. You know we allow 19, they allow 16. Offensively, we're at 47, they're at 37. You know, they're a little behind in both categories, but, you know, we'll see. Yep. I I don't – my numbers are, are real close. I have a score prediction. Okay. I don't know if you've come up with one. I got I got one for you. So, real quick, the spread is uh, Ohio State's favored by eight. Yep. Are you – you taking the points? So it was seven to begin the week, mm-hmm. grown to eight. Yep. I think we cover. Okay. What's your score? I, I prediction? think so. I, my score prediction is 47 28. Okay. Um, so that's my, 19. My realistic, my realistic score prediction is like a 49 28 game, 49 21. I think it's competitive for a little bit, but we pull away. We're just that much more explosive and talented. Something like what I thought last week, you know, maybe competitive to start with us pulling away. Yeah. Um, but I also just have this like little feeling in my gut that Ryan Day is going to pull the ultimate Woody Hayes and run up the score because why not? Because they because they they didn't get their hundred put on them last year, so let's put fifty on them for this year and fifty on them for last year's not playing. Uh, do I do I realistically think hundred's going up? No, but do I think that if he has a chance to maybe run up a little bit, will he? Sure. Heck yeah. And uh, I think we win big. I think I just, we have so much on the line for us this year. And this is the game that 
it's just all going to come together. That loss to Oregon, you know, we, we've avenged this season. Let's go beat the crap out of Michigan. Let's get ready for whoever we get next week. So <laughs> that's, that's what I'm feeling for you when it comes to, comes to the game. Do you have anything else to say on it before we just pick these last? Um, we're just going to go rapid fire through the, the big games and then the main rivalries. I, I would certainly appreciate running up the score. You know, oh, me too. I want it to happen so bad. That would be nice. It would be fantastic. But <laughs> yep. uh, unfortunately, I don't think it happens. And I think I might, I might be a little over eager on my score prediction. Oh, me too. But I mean, it's the game, baby. Like that's what we do. But uh, Michigan's got a top ten defense. Yeah, I, I think it's certainly going to be tough. I think it's, you know, obviously the Oregon game at the beginning of the year, inexperience. You know, even the Minnesota game. You know, we struggled in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, those games were tough, but this is a different kind of tough. Yeah, this is an experienced tough. Yep, and you know it going in. Um, and, and just like every other game of the rivalry, pretty much it, it, it's tough. Um, so I, I think it'll be a dogfight. It'll be a great game. Yep, it's gonna be awesome. No better way. I want to spend noon on a Saturday. I'm 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 jacked. I'm juiced, and. uh but let's transition on to these picks real quick. Like I said, big games and rivalries, and then we're going to cut you guys loose and uh, just get, get get ready for some turkey and some football. So tomorrow this game happens. Uh, the Egg Bowl, we talked about earlier, Ole Miss at Mississippi State. Uh, Ole Miss is nine. They got it to nine. Who wins it? Ole Miss. Yeah, give me Easy. Lane Kiffin uh, winning that one. This one's not a rivalry, but it's just it's very significant. 7-4 Kansas State at 4-7 and seven, Texas. Texas favored by three. If they lose this game, it's like seven losses in a row. Yeah, I think they'll get it done at home. Give me Kansas State. Ru- just All right. Ruin them. Um, This is another big one Friday night. Not really a rivalry, but a division game, conference game. For Cincinnati at East Carolina. Any chance Carolina can pull East Carolina pulls the upside, ruins Cincinnati season? No, I don't think so. I don't think it's a contest. Cincinnati wins big, in my opinion, too. Um, North Carolina, North Carolina State, Friday night. North Carolina State's favored by six. I'll go North Carolina. Go Sam Howell. Big game from him. Uh, yeah, give me North Carolina. Get seven five on the season. Kind of disappointing for him, but I mean, end with a W. All right, this one it's a rivalry. It's it's. I mean, I know we're both gonna pick, but it's it's a rivalry, so we'll pick it. Georgia at Georgia Tech. Georgia's favored by 35. Do they cover or just? I was hoping you'd come with this one because Notre Dame just beat Georgia Tech 55. Oh, sorry. What? No, keep going. Okay. I was hoping you would come with this one because Notre Dame just beat Georgia Tech 55 to nothing. Yeah. You know, that could be big for Notre Dame if Georgia maybe struggles a little bit, you know, gives up four touchdowns or something, which, you know, Georgia's defense probably won't. But, you know, they could mean something for Notre Dame, but yeah, obviously I'm going Georgia. Give me Georgia like 33 or 33-3. So Georgia Tech does cover, but Georgia obviously dominates. Um, Texas Tech Baylor. So Baylor wins this and Oklahoma State wins. They're in the Big 12 championship. Baylor loses Oklahoma's in no matter what. Give me Baylor. Give me at Baylor. home. Yep. Uh, Florida State, Florida. Both teams five and six. Winner gets to be bowl eligible. Loser goes home and cries for the rest of the day. Florida's favorite with two and a half. I'm going to go Florida because it's home. I'm going to go Florida, Florida State. In the swamp. 
I'm going to go Florida State. They have a lot of momentum right. going for them right now. Um, they've really bounced back from a poor start to the season, and I just think Florida is just who that's bad right now. It is. Um, okay, Civil War, maybe not called Civil War, how, whatever you want to say with it. Um, I just lost it. Oregon State at Oregon. Oregon State's seven four. They're quietly having a good season. Oregon State, if they win this, and I think one other thing has to go wrong. They're in the Pac-12 championship. Maybe if they win outright, they're in. Because they'd have the head. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I, I heard there is a scenario. But, no, I'll, I'll go Oregon. It's I don't, at I don't home. think they lose this one. It's at Oregon, so I'm going to go Oregon. Had this been at Oregon State, I'd go with it. All right. Um, Penn State at Michigan State. Michigan State's 12. Um, they're, Penn State's actually favored by one. At Michigan Penn- State. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. I, I'm going Michigan State. They'll bounce back, sort of like Oregon. I think they both bounce back. Yeah, I'm going to go Michigan State too. And and do you remember at the beginning of the season we did our, our preview episode? I said Penn State was going to go seven and five this year. I didn't think it would be to the teams they lost to, but they they're going to go seven and five. I'm going to live with it. And uh, James Franklin also signed. We're definitely going to have to go look back on those and, and see. Obviously, we both screwed yeah. up some some things, but we got to see how we did with that. Yeah. Um. Okay. This one. Alabama's favored 19 and a half. The Iron Bowl at Auburn. Auburn's six and five. Honestly, if Bo Nix was playing, I would pick Auburn or Auburn to be competitive and maybe have a chance to win without yes. him. Yep. Um, but I think it's only like a 10 point, 14 point victory. I think they keep it close. Yeah. You said it was what, 19? 19 and a half. Yeah, I I think they cover, but probably like 17 though. Yeah. Um, battle for Paul Bunyan's axe 14 Wisconsin at Minnesota. If Wisconsin wins during the Big 12, Big 10 championship, if they lose and Iowa wins, Iowa's in, by the way. Okay, I, I'm going Wisconsin. I'm going Wisconsin. They're hot right now, they're playing hot. Um, it is at Minnesota. PJ Fleck has had a pretty good year compared to when we watched that game first, first of the night or first game of the season. You know, they they lose and they lose their running back. But they have bounced back nicely. Um, but I'm going to Wisconsin with you. Virginia Tech at Virginia. Uh, Virgi- UVA is favored by seven. I'll, t- I'll go Virginia. Um, is Brendan back? I think. Okay, if he's not, I'm going Virginia Tech. If he's playing, I'm going Virginia. Okay. Um, Texas A&M at LSU. This is Ed Orgeron's last go-around. Texas A&M is having an 8-3 season. They're favored by 6.5. We unfortunately will not get seven overtimes of true overtime football this year, but hopefully it goes like 17 overtimes of this gimmicky college football overtime rule. I'm okay with it for two teams that they don't matter. Yeah, A&M defense. Yeah, A&M defense. LSU falls to 5-7, and seven and, and they're moving on from Eddie O. Go dogs. <laughs> All right. Kill me. Uh, seven thirty ABC game. Ten Oklahoma at seven Oklahoma State. Winner gets to keep those college football playoff dreams alive. Oklahoma State's already in the Big Twelve Championship. If they can beat Oklahoma, and like I said, Baylor wins, they don't have to play them twice. If Oklahoma wins, then we get this matchup next week and again same time. I'm going Oklahoma State in like a thirty-four thirty game. I'm going Oklahoma State too, and. This rivalry, I mean, it's a rivalry. I think Oklahoma State's only won like 12 or 13 times out of like 70 times played. Dang. Um, it's it's not often, but they're going to they're gonna win this one. Uh, Clemson, South Carolina. Clemson's got to 23. They're 8-3. They're, they're bounced back from their slow start. 
at South Carolina, who's six and five. I mean, they're they're having a, a definitely a sleeper season. Um, do they get the upset over Clemson? No, nah, I'll go Clemson. You know what? Keep let's rolling. Let's do. I'm gonna pick South Carolina. All I'm right. The upset and and finish seven five on the year. And then and then the last last two. Um, this is an in-state one. Kentucky a and three at Louisville six and five. Louisville's favored by three. Do they get that one done? No, I've got Kentucky. Yeah, give me Kentucky. And then the last one. Um, this is another team that college football playoff dreams alive. Stanford's already pulled up a big upset this season. They're sitting at three and eight. A abysmal season for David Shaw. Um, Notre Dame's favored by 19 and a half, but it is at Stanford. You going with Notre Dame to cover? Yeah. What was the spread? 19 and a half. No, give me Stanford to cover it, but Notre Dame to win. Okay. I guess I, one I, could be tight. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you for the most part until the end. I think Notre Dame just pulls away and wins by like 24. So... I mean, we just picked all those games. We've we've given you everything we have about the game. We've given you our top ten. We've given you history. We've done all that we can to get you guys hyped, juiced, excited for this this amazing, amazing game. To end with it, here are the top five games or top five matchups between Ohio State and Michigan, just to kind of get you on Ohio State side. So 42, 68, um, and 70. Ohio State was five, two, and five. Michigan was four every time Ohio State won. 1973. We talked about this yesterday. The one versus four, 10 10 tie. Um, Ohio State wins the next two matches with 74 75, where, um, you know, one and two, and then three and four. Uh, Ohio State, Ohio State, Michigan, 77 97 and 03, went three in a row of top five matchups. Ohio State in 2006, obviously the one versus two, the most historic matchup game, probably in one of one of them in the college football history. They win 42-39 <clears throat> in 2016. Michigan three at two Ohio State. That was a double overtime. Curtis Samuel cuts it back. Ohio State wins. Gets me chills every single time. I mean, if that yes, doesn't get every time hyped up, this is another one. Five Michigan to Ohio State. Who I hope we just blow them out of the water. Let's put up a hundred. Let's get ready to go so excited dude i still might go you we'll see we'll see what ticket prices are saturday morning we'll see i want you to so bad i want you to live tweet during the game and i want you to send me lots of snapchats if you do please go um do it for the brand and we'll see uh, if not dylan our our listeners our loyal listeners have a happy awesome thanksgiving enjoy your thursday friday get high for saturday it's going to be an amazing weekend of college football. And uh, favorite favorite Thanksgiving food real quick. Oh, man. Give me yours. Let me think. Give me the dark meat and turkey mixed with the corn casserole and the gravy on top. All right. Man. See, I don't like to mix my stuff. Ooh. I, n- not most of it, but there's some things that they got to get mixed. Uh, I, I, do like, I do like the rolls, man. I'm a roll kind of guy. Okay. Going with but, the rolls. Uh, yeah, man. No, I'm I'm gonna stick with the rolls. I like the rolls. I, I appreciate it. it's power. Maybe some pecan pie. Pecan pie is top notch too. That's a no for me. Hey, Dylan, this episode has been fantastic. I mean, it's been 100% awesome. Excited, hype. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Can we top the next one? Well, I or mean, can the next one top this one. Sorry. I think the next one's uh might be a. Uh, 
recap of a, a fantastic win. Ooh. So uh, I, I think I think we can get there. All right. You heard it here first. The next one is the best one yet. OH. IO, baby. Let's go.